Hi everyone, this is Luke Moroney for the Daily Property Search Podcast. And today what I would like to speak about is what property research do you need to do post-purchase? Before I get into this topic, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be regarded as financial or legal advice. Please get your own independent advice before making investment decisions. So this topic around what kind of research do you do post-purchase. And the reason for bringing up this particular discussion is around a conversation I had today with someone who had purchased a property in a 15 kilometer radius outside of the Melbourne CBD. And they had purchased this off the plan property for $470,000. And just recently, because we're getting closer towards the settlement, they had a valuation that came in at $538,000. So a real good success in terms of seeing that property value go up in terms of the bank valuation that was given. So a good win in relation to this particular property for this person. But what you need to consider post might be different on the price that you receive from the bank valuation um, coming forward right now prior to settlement. So they'll be able to settle on the funds that they have, um, obviously if their circumstances didn't change, but what we need to do is constantly review that property and make sure that's in place to be a really good investment. And I liken this to a share investment. You obviously, with a share investment, you're looking at the price on a daily basis, or you can at least look at the price on a daily basis. And you're looking into some of the information provided by the company, so the fundamentals of well, what the company is doing, what they're saying to uh, the market, and what how they're performing, and looking at how the market sentiment is of that particular company and the industry they're in. Is the economic um, activity, whether it's positive or negative, going to affect that company, or will it be of significance to that to that company? So we need to do think about those same sort of things when it comes to our property. Now, a lot of people think about property investment as a long-term strategy, but the danger in that is actually thinking about being in a position where if you had to sell that property in the next three to five years and it hasn't had any growth or it's declining value, are you going to be in financial ruin? And that's a big consideration people don't think about. Um, They only purchase that property is for holding it 20, 30 years, 50 years. But if they get stuck in a situation where they've lost their job or someone becomes ill or something else happens in their life and they need to get out of that investment quickly, are they going to be able to sell it at a higher rate for what they paid? Now often with capital city markets, if you've held it 10, 15, 20 years, there is a really good chance in Australia that you've made a lot of money on that investment. Uh, But in in a case where you have bought that property and you've had needed to sell it in one year or two or three years, there's a, you know, a lot of people in a situation where they're pro- probably going to be going in a decline or in financial ruin because of this particular investment. So it is especially important to realize some of these points when it comes to the large high rise off the plan property investments that there's a lot of people that often get uh, move towards because of the the marketing strategies and the glossy brochures and the and the 
the information advertisements that that's out there in the market. So what we want to do is deep dive into that today, give you a little bit of sense about what are the things that I discussed or suggest with this person who bought this off the plan apartment and has made a gain of $68,000 or so in terms of valuation right now, but what he will need to think about in future. So my first point is to really focus on what the vacancy rates are on an ongoing basis. Is there a quite a supply of rental availability in the building that your investment is in or in surrounding buildings or the surrounding suburb of that particular property. Now, is it a case that after it's one year or two years old, people are happy to move into a, a, a property, an adjacent block where it's all brand new? And if they're charging the same rates, well, there's a chance that people might want to go into that brand new property as opposed to an older property. So, or if they're both up for rent and both vacant, a brand new and old property, and they're charging about the same, people might go into that brand new property. And maybe the facilities of the brand new property are gonna be even better when the newer property is built as well. So all that needs to be come into consideration because what's the result of high vacancy rates and you can't rent out your property? It might be a situation that you can't then pay your mortgage and if you had to sell, you're selling at a price lower than what you purchased for. So there's some significant downsides if, you, if there are high vacancy rates and something to be aware of and to continue, will continue to monitor. My second point is to review the sales data in that building on a constant basis and also be aware about other construction in the neighboring area, especially with adjacent blocks. You want to see what is actually going on. Is it a case that they're going to build a 200 unit block right next door um, and how that's going to affect the sales of your property when there's something similar going on in the market? Now, in some cases, it might increase the property value because there's a newer property on the market selling at higher rates. Um, and in some cases, if there is quite a supply of units in the marketplace, it might decrease the price of your properties as well because there's a lot on the market. And if people are highly motivated to sell, they might often sell at a lower price. And when you start to see a number of lower prices, then the valuations go down from the lenders. And then people looking to buy those properties will compare the sales of in the building. So if you see five sales at a lower price of 50,000 lower than what you paid for it originally, then you might find if you put your property on the market, people are gonna demand that same sort of price at 50,000 lower than you originally purchased that. So the third point I'd like to make is to check the repairs, the maintenance and defects in the building. A couple of ways you can do this is if you're in a strata building, a body corporate, then you will receive documentation on an ongoing basis from the strata manager, body corporate manager, and they will report on what's happening on the building. Um, this can be in the form of committee agendas and minutes. This can be in the form of um, reports that are handed out to the owners, and also can be in the form of an annual general meeting, which 
Obviously, if you attend, you're gonna see even more information about what is actually happening at the building, the communications that are going on, and then some of those communications are not always written down. And you get a feeling and a sense of what's actually happening in the building, where is the communication going, and what you need to be aware of about the building. Now, in terms of defects, we really wanna be aware what the possibilities are. And if there is a sense that the, the builder's not coming to repair that, and you employ an engineer to inspect the property and have a look at what's actually happening and report on it, that report could be five, 10, 15, $20,000, even more. Then if you're in this situation that the builder doesn't want to repair the reports suggested by the engineer, then it might be a case of getting lawyers involved and seeing if you could tackle that issue prior to going to court. And if you have to go to court and obviously increase fees even more for the strata building and until they're able to recover um, funds potentially of suing the builder for damages uh, of not coming back to re rectify situations. So there's a couple of things that could potentially happen, but hopefully the builder that is employed to, to construct this building, if they are defects, that they come and repair those things. And the body corporate and, and the owners need to be aware of their requirements in terms of timelines when it comes to their properties, uh, their, their property and the defects at the property to be make, making sure that they're doing things in a timely fashion and that defects that are reported are being done in a timely fashion as well so that the builder does have adequate time to come back, repair those issues, and make sure that all is in, in keeping you know, through the years of, of that particular building. Because if things are left and it comes to that five or 10 year mark when it was, it was poorly constructed, we might have an issue where things get, uh, where you know, levies increase or special levies come into play for the owners of that building. So things to be really aware of when it comes to your property post-purchase. Hopefully that information has helped you in relation to thinking about what kind of research you can do post-purchase and what to be aware of if it comes to the point where things are escalating the potential for that property to go down in value is going to there. Maybe I need to sell now before things get really bad in terms of the property or in terms of the market. Now, if we go back two years in the Sydney market and we might find that it would have been better to sell then than it is right now. So it's a consideration to make what's happening in the... Uh, in the economy, what's happening in the lending market, what's happening in the property market, how are these all things going to affect my investment? And that's something that we do need to be aware of. And obviously on the background of that is what are the tax implications for me personally, and then other things that we need to continue to research and talk to our team about it when it comes to our property investments. So hopefully that helps for everyone to Think about some of that research you do post-purchase. And if you do want to have a chat with me about this topic or your own property investing ideas, feel free to give me a call on 0400 332 377. Thank you.